It was the second night of Slichas in Monsi, about 3.10 in the morning. And Rebilchus got up early in the morning to be part of a minion of the Heiliger Ribnitzer Rebbe. The Ribnitzer Rebbe was known to say Tikkun Chatzos for hours and hours and hours. And as soon as he finished Tikkun Chatzos, he would then begin Slichas if there was a minion available at that time of the morning. So this year, it's 3.10 in the morning in Monsi, and he figures, let's go find other Yidin. Let's find other Heiliger Yidin. Maybe we'll have a minion. I want to make sure the Rebbe has a minion. So he walks into the local Bismedrash, and he sees a Yid sitting by a table with the Slichas open, first couple of pages. He started to say Slichas a bit. He says, Rebbe Yid, would you like to come and join the Ribnitzer Rebbe in saying Slichas at this time? And he says, sure, why not? What a schus to be with the Ribnitz Rebbe for Slichas Moyudik. So that's what they do. They travel together, they go to the Bismedjish of the Ribnitz Rebbe. And the Ribnitz was just finishing his fiery Tikkun Chatzois, looks around, he sees, oh, another nine Yidin, we have a minion. He puts on his talus, his face is shining like fire. He goes over to the Omad, about to start Ashrei Yoshvei Veisach, the beginning of Slichas. The words don't come out. It doesn't go. It's not, it's not happening. So the Rebbe looks around. He sees the oil. He counts to make sure there's taken nine people and him is ten. It's a minion. She turns around again. Tries to push it. Stop. Ashrei Yoshev. It doesn't go. It's just not working. So he asks, Rabbi Say, has everybody not daven slichas? Has anybody actually daven slichas? And everyone says, no, 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 we haven't daven yet. We're waiting here for a minion. We're waiting to say slichas. Nobody's davened. Okay. And he turns around. And he starts again. Tries to say, Ashri Yoshe Yisecha. Doesn't go. The Rebbe doesn't understand what's going on. And one of the Mispalim, one of the guests, that guest that came in, that was pulled from his base medrash, perhaps that maybe he's the problem. And he goes over to the Rebbe. And his Rebbe, maybe, maybe I have the answer. I started to say a few psukim of Slichas, and then somebody told me there's a minion here, so I came over here. Maybe that's what you mean. The Rebbe said, Aha! I have it. We don't have a million of people who haven't said slichas. And they said, come on, seriously, it's a few psukim. What is it already? A few psukim of slichas. How much kavolo do they have anyway? What's the difference? So the Rebbe know. This Yid said a few lines of slichas. He's already on a different level. He's not like all of us. He's already brought himself to a higher level that he's not the same level as everybody else. It's Ki'iru, he's, he's in a different place. Mamele, we haven't got ten people over here that haven't said slichas. What an incredible Misa. You know, we come to slichas, and we often think, you know, uh, it's not for me. I don't know the words. I don't understand what I'm saying. I, I know the basic idea, but I, I didn't get really into it. Does it really make a difference? And the answer is, said the Ribnitz Rebbe, every line, every word that we utter puts us on a whole different level and gives us a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. The, the whole origin the whole makar of the idea of slichas that we say before Yomim Naraim as we know every korban requires bedik, every korban requires inspection to make sure that it's pure to make sure that it's roi to be makriv al gabay misbeach and Rosh Hashanah the Gemara tells us we are the korbanis we are offering ourselves and therefore we also need checking to make sure where are we holding where are we up to 
The Gemara tells us, Rosh Hashanah Yitzayin Amabais, the Gemara says, on the Posse Vayavah Hashem Alpona Vayikra, says the Gemara Melamed, it teaches us, Shinis Ateva Kodesh Baruch Hu Kishliach Tzibu, the Rabbi Nishlam Kaviyachu wrapped himself in a talus, like a shriek, Tzibu Varuloi Lemoshe Seid Etzvil Omoloi, the Rabbi Nishlam told Moshe Rabbeinu the secret, what is the secret if Klal Yisrael are doing Gaveiris and they want a Kapara? What are they meant to do? Says the Gemara, Rosh Hashanah Yitzayin. Kol zman she Yisrael choytim yasa lefona keseida azev ani moichol lahem. Says the Rabbi Nishan, tell Moshe Rabbeinu, tell Klal Yisrael, that all you have to do is say the seida of what we're going to say tonight, and there'll be a Kapara. And every single one of us, tonight, and over the next coming days, before Rosh Hashanah, and even more so before Yom Kippurim, we have to look into ourselves. Where are we holding? What have we done this year? What have we accomplished? In which direction did we actually go? The Gemara tells us further in Rosh Hashanah that if not for the fact that the Rabbi Hashem gave us Kiru Kaviyochul permission to say the words that we're going to say, Hashem, Hashem, we would never be able to say it. But because we have permission to say it, we can say it. The Lekat Yosha brings down that if a person goes into Yomim Neroim and he didn't say Slichus, he says it's compared to an individual that received from the Melech, from the king, the key to the inner chamber. This key can open up the treasure house. He can get whatever he wants. He just didn't figure out, says the Lekat Yosha, how to get to the outer courtyard into the inner one. So yes, he's got the key to the inner court and chamber, but he doesn't know how to get there because it's locked on the outside. He says, the Leka Yosha, a person that comes to Yom Nuroim, you rock up to a Rosh Hashanah, and you say, all right, Zachreinu Lechaim, give me life. It doesn't work. There needs to be a preparation. We're starting now a number of days of preparation to prepare ourselves to be korbonas, to prepare ourselves to be inspected by the Melech Malchem Amlochem HaKadosh Baruch the Bnei Yisoscha and the Begale Amukos both say the same idea when it comes to Slichas. And he say that during the Yudgim Omidus that we're about to say, a person should think about the Tzoros of Klal Yisrael. A person should focus during the Yudgim Omidus, says the Bnei Yisoscha, on the Tzoros that Klal Yisrael have gone through. Think about the year that we've just had. We don't even have to mention it. But everybody immediately knows what we're referring to. The Tzoros of Klal Yisrael, the year that we've had. It's been a terrible year for Klal Yisrael. And we have to think about that. Says the Bnei Yisrael, says the Megalei Amukos, that is what we're meant to be thinking of during the Yudgim Omidus that we say tonight. And every day during Slechas as well. The Tzoros, how many people are left without a father? How many people are left without a mother? How many people are left with less children than they had last year? How many people are still waiting for Shaduchim? How many people are still waiting for Parnosa, for Shalom Bayis, for so much? Kalisol are waiting for so much. This is the time that we have to daven. This is the time to do tshuva. Tshuva, we always say, means to not to repent, but to return to the Rabbi Shalom. To return the way it's meant to be. That's what tshuva is. And that's what stichas is. We're about to say, We don't come to the Rabbi Shalom with chesed, with masim, with mitzvahs. We're a name, we have nothing. What do we have in our lives? Are we coming to the Rabbi Shalom and say, Here, we have so much. 
Give us another life. Really? Says the Snichas tonight, we're coming like a knee and we're poor. We have nothing. We have nothing to show for ourselves. But we're begging every sense of the word from the Melech Malchem Lochim for another year of life. And a year of life that means good life, healthy life, happy life, successful life, and everything that goes together with that. And let me end with a story that I say almost every year. But I think it's so important. A dreadful phone call that every parent dreads to receive is one from the local hospital. When you have a child of driving age and at 3 o'clock in the morning the phone is ringing and ringing and ringing and a parent gets woken up and such a parent got such a phone call and they're calling from the local hospital to say you better get here quick. We don't know how much longer he has. And you can imagine. You can imagine the fear you can imagine what a parent is feeling. This is my child, my dear child. I love this child. Don't take him away from me. Mm. And you drive to the hospital. Shemirachim, what you're thinking? What's going to greet me? What sight is it? Where is he holding? And you get there and you see a beloved child, beloved child, hooked up to machines and wires and beeping and there's nurses and doctors all over the place. What happened to your dear child? Where is he? He's hanging on by a thread. And hour after hour, you're sitting there by his side. Such a parent was sitting there, waiting, waiting for the child to open up his eyes, to respond, keeping on calling his name, Yankala, Yankala, no, wake up! No sign, no response, nothing. Day after day, week after week, month after month. It's been six months, and they want to pull the plug. And they call you in for a meeting and say, listen, he's been there for six months. He's just taking a bed up in the hospital. He's just eating up your money. It's time to call it a day. We'll pull the plug. And we'll send him out on his way. That's it. And the parent says no, but they're giving him no choice. So the parent says, give me 24 hours. 24 hours. We'll storm the heavens. I'll do everything we can. Please, this is my child. They say, okay. You've got 24 hours. 24 hours. And then we're pulling the plug. And during that time, you can imagine parent is sitting there, petrified in 24 hours they're going to be pulling the plug on this child's life and the child is sitting there oblivious to what's going on and the parent is sitting next to him holding the hand begging him, Yankala, Yankala respond and hour after hour after hour until he gets closer and closer to the end time of the 24 hours when it hits just under 2 hours to go as the parent is crying, tears are rolling down his cheeks. He's holding on to his son's hand and he's begging. And all of a sudden he feels something. He thought he was imagining it. He hasn't slept for days. Maybe he's just imagining he, he felt like a squeeze. He called the doctors in. Something, something happened. Something happened. He squeezed. No, I can't be. He came inside. He saw something happening in the machines. There's hope. He squeezed. A few hours later, he squeezed tighter. A few hours later, he opened up his eyes very slightly to a full recovery. The Rabbani Shalom is waiting for us like a parent, waiting for a child to become alive, to open up your eyes, to do something, to respond. The Rabbani Shalom is saying, My dear child, how far have you drifted away? You've gone in the wrong direction. Come back. I'm waiting for you. Just respond. Tonight, Rabbi Say, 
for those of us that maybe didn't take the Tkiyah Shafer we heard every morning after Shachlis from Rosh Elul so seriously, now it's getting serious. Now we know Rosh Hashanah is, is almost here. This is the time that we have to respond. And the Rabboni Shalom is waiting. He's waiting. He's begging for us just to go back to him, just to do tshuva, just to try your best. That's what the Rabboni Shalom wants. The Rabboni Shalom Be'ezah Hashem should recover all of our tefillahs, Berotzayim, Tova, Mesiyat Deshmaya, all of us, Be'ezah Hashem will have a Gavaldiga tshuva and his and a Kapora Mesiyat Deshmaya.